Well, good everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and we're well and truly into the new year now. I hope 2024 has started really, really well for you. And this Sunday, and for this show, we are celebrating the, the Feast of the Epiphany. A feast day, which is a funny name, where we, we celebrate, really, particularly on a faith. And in this element, we, we remember the three wise men who represent the Gentiles, the whole world, all of humanity, who the Messiah came for. Not just for the Jewish people, not just for that special group of people who the Lord first revealed himself to in, in the, the Jewish people, but for all people. And we're going to be hearing from some great people. Father Tony Percy is going to be with us. Father Tony's going to extol us to rejoice, to rejoice exceedingly. Mother Hilda Scott, of course, she's with us each and every week. Great to have Father Sean Cullen on the show with us too as we come to the end of the Advent series, the Sign Advent and Christmas small group booklet that we put together each year. It's only a few weeks time when we'll be hitting, hitting the Lenten season leading into Easter. It's a very early Easter this year and we'll be having our next publication from our little part of the world, the Diocese of Wollongong. We, we produce them and, and, and give them to people at cost. And you get people like Father Sean who contribute daily little reflections on the scriptures. This is for the, the reading set down for the 8th of January, the baptism of the Lord. That'll be from Father Sean. We're also going to be hearing from Trish McCarthy, asking us to go and make disciples. But to kick off the show this week, Father Mark D. Batista. He's from down at Paul Kembler. Great contributor to, to this show. Very generous with his time. Wonderful preacher. Clever guy. He's done a lot of study. Done a lot of study in scripture. Done a lot of study in places like the US and, and Rome. We get the, the benefits of all that as he breaks open today's gospel for us which is Matthew 2, 1-12, the visit of the Magi. On this feast day, time for great celebration of the Epiphany, which Father Mark's going to tell us all about. Plenty of great music too. After Father Mark, we're going to hear for King and Country, Little Drummer Boy and Mother Hilda Scott will be not too long after that. First show of 2024 for us. Can't wait to journey with you into another wonderful year. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us again on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had been born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod, some wise men came to Jerusalem from the east. Where is the infant king of the Jews? They asked. We saw his star as it rose and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was perturbed, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. At Bethlehem, in Judea, they told him, for this is what the prophet wrote, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summons the wise men to see him privately. He asked them the exact date on which the star had appeared and sent them on to Bethlehem. Go and find out all about the child, he said, and when you've found him, let me know, so that I too may go and do him homage. Having listened to what the king had to say, they set out. And there in front of them was the star they had seen rising. It went forward and halted over the place where the child was. The sight of the star filled them with delight, and going into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And falling to their knees, they did him homage. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod and return to their own country by a different way. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark D. Batista. The Feast of the Epiphany gets its name from a Greek word, epiphania, which means manifestation. And so today, the Church is remembering the manifestation of the Christ child to all the Gentile nations before he was made manifest just to the Jewish people because it was from them that the Messiah came. But now 
the Gentiles, it means the non-Jewish believers, not atheists. Gentiles means those who believed in false gods, pagan gods. And these are represented by the three wise men. Now, the interesting thing here is that these three wise men coming from the east, we are told, they're coming all the way to Jerusalem. And essentially, there are only two groups of people who are seeking the Christ child. The wise men who wish to adore him, they're the Magi, so the Magus, it's like a representative of a king, and they want to come and worship him and bring with them their respective gifts. And of course, on the other hand, there is Herod who wants to kill him. And I want to put it to you that when Christ is made known to the Gentile world, to all the world, there will always be these two broad categories of people, those who accept him and worship him and adore him, and those who want to do away with him because they see him as a threat. So the three wise men then go all the way to Jerusalem, to Bethlehem from Jerusalem, which is only a short distance. Did you notice that no one else goes with them, even though it's only just a few kilometers walk, which goes to show that although the religious leaders who were together, they knew quickly where the Messiah was to be born, Bethlehem in Judea. In other words, next door. They tell Herod this, they know, they can quote the scriptures, but when it comes to the crunch, they are not really all that interested in finding about this Messiah. Now, you can ask yourself this, because what we see now as the Christ child and the disinterest in him there is essentially the same disinterest that we find in him when 30 years later, Jesus is now in the open and begins his public ministry. We also notice today that the three wise men enter into the house and there's no mention of St. Joseph. The wise men would have stayed there for at least several days. But let's not think that that's because Joseph wasn't around. It's simply Matthew wants to put the focus on Our Lady being there. Can you imagine Joseph coming back, you know, oh, honey, you've been shopping and you've missed out. These three interesting guests came and saw us all. That's not what happened. It's just the focus is on Our Lady. So for us, when we celebrate this feast, are we in the category of the wise men who want to worship the Lord Jesus and take Him into our hearts? Or are we in the category of Herod? God forbid. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Yeah. 
Listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. My sister has given us a number of DVDs on the Agatha Christie character, Monsieur Hercule Poirot. Every now and then we get to see one of them. Recently we saw an episode about a young woman whose horrible mother was cruelly murdered. The story of the torments this young woman and her fellow adopted brother and sisters had endured all came out along with several other plots. It made for one very messed up life. In the final scene, this young woman announces to Poirot that she's off to Egypt or somewhere to make a new life for herself. It feels as though she's on the cusp of starting a whole new life. Poirot asks very gently, Mademoiselle, may an old man pontificate for just a moment? Of course, monsieur, she replied politely, clearly wondering what on earth was coming. There is no damage, he said, however great, that cannot be healed and made new by Almighty God. Without this assurance, Mademoiselle, Many of us would surely go mad. Please remember my advice. And with that, he tipped his hat and strolled away out of her life. Not a bad message for an episode of fiction, and indeed a true message. Some of you listening to me today may feel just so damaged. Perhaps you're responsible for your own damage. Perhaps it's been done to you. Perhaps you think you'll never be the same again. Perhaps you walk down the main street of your suburb and feel as though you're wearing a sign that says damaged goods, irretrievable. Perhaps you're sure that if you ever told anyone how damaged you know yourself to be, you'd be cast off right off the planet. It's awful, isn't it? One tends to feel so out of sync with the rest of the world. And yet, Poirot is right. There is no damage, however great, that cannot be healed and made new by Almighty God. Give him a chance. 
Quietly tell him about the damage you've sustained. You'll need to tell him again and again, not for his sake, but for yours, since you've carried it for so long. Yeah, and then watch. He'll send a Poirot into your life. He'll send you opportunity after opportunity for healing. He'll send you every occasion to shed your damage. And again, you know, Poirot is right. Without this assurance, many of us would surely go mad. I've enjoyed that from Mother Hilda Scott, making some great points for us from an episode of Monsieur Perrault. I think I've said it right. Anyway, that TV series of that inspector, that French inspector, that detective, and as she always does, Mother Hilda is looking at everything through the lens of God and the lens of faith and some great points that she's made for us there about being made whole by Almighty God. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Tony Percy. He's going to be in his segment, The Word, asking us to rejoice and to rejoice exceedingly. But not before we hear some great music. There's going to be Christy Knuckles, Build My Life, and then after the break, Patty Loveless, beautiful star of Bethlehem, because that's what Father Tony's talking about, the star of Bethlehem. Not a bad thing to do on this Feast of the Epiphany. The feast where our Orthodox brothers and sisters, that's where they're, they're celebrating their Christmas Day. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Hope you're enjoying today's show. And I'm glad you're on the journey with us. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever Save. 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Father Tony Percy. This week, the Epiphany and Rejoicing Exceedingly. All right, well, we're really warmed up here in the Christmas season. We're at the, the big feast now, the Epiphany. So, the manifestation that's what the word means of uh, Christ, the Christ child, to these astrologers, these professional astrologers, apparently very clever men from the East and somehow are attracted by a star. A lot of people have talked about the star over history. Some have approached it from the area of science and physics, etc. others from faith. I think the most sensible thing I've ever heard was from St. John Chrysostom, one of the early church fathers, who lived in the middle part of the 4th century and died in the early part of the 5th century. And he says, well, look, this star is not an ordinary star. It doesn't move the way ordinary stars move. He said it's more like an invisible power that's now manifested itself as a star precisely because the people that God is dealing with are people who are used to stars. That makes a lot of sense to me. If we cast our mind forward to the conversion of St. Paul, now St. Paul was knocked over by a great light. Remember that, a great light. And then Christ spoke to him and said, why are you persecuting me? 
And the companions of Paul said, well, look, we didn't hear the voice, but we did see the light. So again, a star, a light for Paul. One can get a sense that St Thomas Aquinas used to have this saying that things are received in the mode of the receiver. Okay, so St Paul received uh, the power of God in and through the mode that was most understandable for him, and likewise the wise men. So I think there's great wisdom there in what uh, is said by St John Chrysostom. They're attracted by the star. They go and seek guidance from Herod. He's, he's a devious character, so they receive another uh, locution and they head off in the right direction. And the star is there rising above them. And very interestingly, I think, and I think this is very important for our spiritual life and the development of our faith life. So Matthew says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. When they, the wise men saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. So he's being deliberately redundant, St. Matthew, because he's, he's trying to ram home the significance of the star. And one of the commentators, a fellow called George Montague, George T. Montague, a wonderful commentary that he has on Matthew. It's called Companion God. You might want to search it out. He says the, 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 the deliberate redundance is, is sort of pointing us towards the women at the resurrection who, when they uh, run off, they run off with great joy. Their encounter with the empty tomb gives them great joy. So I think that's really very, very important. We speak about the peace of Christ, and that's so important, as we know, when he rises from the dead. But the joy of Christ, the joy of Christ is something that we really need in modern life. There's, there is a lot of sadness because there's a lot of loneliness in modern life. There, that's the correlation, I think. And so this star gives them great joy. It stops over the place where the Christ child in. And in they go, these wise men, these very intelligent, wise astrologers. And they're very wise and they're like the shepherds who are wise. The, the shepherds weren't educated, but they were wise all right. There's the sort of correlation between the characters or the actors in the gospel. Yes, the wisdom. So they receive this uh, joy, which is magnificent, and we try to receive it ourselves in this time through the, the proclamation of this passage. Why don't we just stop and think about that phrase? They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy upon seeing the star who then led them to the Christ child. And the Christ child, of course, was in the arms of Mary, whose feast day, Mary, the mother of God, we just celebrated just a few days ago. Well, thanks so much, Father Tony Percy there. The Word is his segment. He joined the program last year after we interviewed him, remembering he was uh, he was the man tasked with rightfully making a lot of noise and bringing everyone's attention what was happening down there in the ACT. Who knows what's going on down there as they're taking over hospitals run by the church. He's a clever cookie. And he's broken open today for us further this Visit of the Magi and the Star of Bethlehem, asking us to think about what it means to rejoice exceedingly. Okay, after the break, in a pretty jam-packed show, I better get moving. We've got uh, Father Sean Cullen. He's from down Mittagong Barrel. He's a parish priest down there, much loved, and he's going to talk to us about the baptism of Jesus. Not before we hear some Wren Collective, love these guys, Irish worship band, We Three Kings. Speaking of which, I've got a message from a guy in Ireland this week, who said he loves listening to the show. How good's that? We've got listeners over in Ireland. And don't forget, you can listen in via not only the wonderful partnering radio stations who take this each and every week, but through various podcast apps. You can even get it sent to you each week. If you register at jcr.org.au, we can send it to you as an email, or you can just go to that website and click on the show and click on past shows. Click on your favourite presenter, if you like. The people who do our God spots might be Mother Hilda or increasingly people like Father Tony Percy, who's with us just about every week now. And you can find something you've heard before that you want to hear again and even share it with other people. It's all there for free. We just want people to use it. And they are seemingly, which is pretty humbling, but also pretty awesome. And I said all that because of Ren Collective. Here they are. We Three Kings. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And you're on the journey. We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following yonder star Born a king on Bethlehem's plain 
Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. Here's Father Sean Cullen with his reflection for the baptism of the Lord. Jesus had the unqualified endorsement of God. On the day of his baptism, the voice from heaven said, You are my beloved Son, on you my favour rests. By studying the life of Jesus, we can learn what the favour of God really means and how it applies to each of us. We are inclined to think of material abundance and comfort, so it is difficult for us to think in another gear. But looking at the life of Jesus, we conclude that divine favour primarily means a chance to participate in the great redemptive work of God. He trusted the Father with his whole heart and was devoted to doing his will. Jesus' entire life was defined by this. Whenever he spoke of himself, it was always in terms of a saving mission through service. A description of Jesus' life to the modern ear would sound unappealing. No permanent home, no steady income, no stable routine. None of this mattered to Jesus because he was involved in the work of his father, a work to which he was committed with single-minded resolve. Our commitment to Jesus is often less than single-minded because we are distracted by the need to succeed, the pressure to accumulate, the desire for adulation. We do not need to try and win God's favour. Nothing we can do will prove our worthiness of God's love, yet God loves us anyway. 
We are already blessed sons and daughters of God. We just need to find our place in God's great work of redemption. Let us pray. Lord, let the burden of our failures and hurts never overwhelm your voice, which proclaims that we are blessed and loved. Amen. Thanks so much to Father Sean Cullen there. I hope you enjoyed uh, his, his input on what will be the reading for tomorrow about the baptism of the Lord. How good it is because of what he did and him joining us, even joining us in being baptised, entering into the sinfulness of the world. He didn't need baptism. He didn't need any repentance, but in humility chose it in taking on the sin of the world and undoing it and calling us to be disciples which Trish McCarthy's going to talk about after the break. She's going to talk about what it means to go and make disciples, what it means to, to testify. Great word, that, testify, to the changes we've experienced in our own life because of who God is and what he does. Some more music first. Here's Meredith Andrews. After the break, Trish McCarthy's going to round out the show for us, and you'll love what she's got to say too. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. City, Vietnam, and you're listening to The Journey. 
all around us there are troubles and there are trials round every turn and though that cold wind won't stop blowing there's a fire in my bones and it keeps me The joy of the Lord is my strength and my song that sweet melody in my soul all day long no matter what comes i just keep going on cuz the joy of the Lord is my strength and my song till the trumpet sounds and the bells are ringing till he calls me home no i won't stop singing for every question There's an answer for every problem. There's a prayer, but greater is He that lives within me than all the trouble here in this world. The joy of the Lord is my strength and my song. That sweet melody in my soul all day. I've got that joy down in my soul. I've got that joy, joy of the Lord. I've got that joy down in my soul. I've got that joy, joy of the Lord. The joy of the Stop singing. Together on the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. As disciples, we are called to evangelize. It is part of the cycle of maturity and of life. Historically, as the disciples grew in maturity, more was expected of them. It wasn't enough to ponder the gift amongst themselves. The presence of the Holy Spirit had to be made known, and this was primarily done through personal testimony, witness to the word, and living communities. We too are invited to share what God has done in our life, to testify to the changes we've experienced with the help of the Holy Spirit. There is always a risk involved when we go out. We become vulnerable and capable of being wounded, misunderstood, rejected, the agony of calumny or loss of relationship. However, Jesus promises that we are not alone when we act under the guidance of the Spirit. He too experienced these things when he testified to the Father's love. As mature disciples, we are invited to mould our life to the pattern of a Paschal mystery in order to live the victory over sin, those things which keep us separated from God. My prayer for you this day is that the Spirit will reveal to you one instance of transformation that's taken place within you, giving you confidence as you share this joy with another.
today's show that was the newsboys and bart millard king of kings great song had some really good music on the show right throughout thanks to max norton our our sound editor and producer and interviewer and proclaimer of the gospel he does everything this show doesn't happen without uh, max norton each and every week to all of our presenters to, to trish mccarthy and to father sean cullen father mark Batista. Father Tony Percy, Mother Hilda Scott, great to have each and every one of you contributing to our show. We will be doing it all again next week as we um, move into 2024. Might be your last day of holidays today. Some people seemingly went back on the 2nd. Some people went back on the 8th. Some people got all of January off. Half their luck. I've been back into it since last week. But eager, eager for a big year of ministry. I'll take some time off later in the year. Lots to keep me busy until then and... Rest assured, myself and the team will be praying for you this week. And I hope that the show's really helped you as you kick off another year. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And thanks so much for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.